folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck, 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 Today's show, we're spotlighting a youth rock hound, outdoor news. Tigger and I are going to navigate dating and friendships in the outdoors. He just gave me the big eyes of what? You were going to hear from the field, so let's get rolling. Remember, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop an email to me at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Congratulations. You made it past your first year of national syndication. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, we you know, did this it. Is a big deal. This is a big deal here, dear, because there are a lot of people that would like to be in your shoes that and you've gotten correspondence over the last year of how do you do this? How do you do that? All those different things from fans uh, across the big water, across the big pond, too, that were asking, how do you do this? So congratulations. Well, thank you. And all I can say is I'm definitely enjoying the ride. And remember, folks. For those that have heard in the last couple episodes, we are still having a contest to commemorate this one-year anniversary. Contest rules are you can send them through email, Facebook, uh, either way. Just make sure you send them to at the Ben Show or the email address. Send what? BenRadioShow at gmail.com. I'm getting there. The contest is a photo contest. Send us your best memory from this last year, as long as it deals with the outdoors. It just has to be hunting, fishing, camping, hiking. If it involves anything the goes. outdoors, anything goes. Make it PG, everybody out there. Anyway, we have a great gift box we are putting together. We've got Mickey's mustard. We've got Ranch House coffee and a couple other surprises that are going in it. So get those photos submitted. And we had some friends that were at our place over the weekend, and it was their first time trying the Mickey's mustard, and Chad went oh bonkers over it. And we yes. sent him home. I think that was our last one. And he wanted to make sure he knew. Well, he actually had it, though, didn't he? And he wanted to reorder. He, he Well, he there used to go, actually Sean. be out in Ohio, which I think Sean originally is from, but now he's mm-hmm. down in Texas. Boy, we just maybe gave out too much information about our buddy Sean Sorry. McCoy. Sorry, Sean. But anyway, yes, <laughs> we just got you another case sold there, Sean. <laughs> That sound means it's time for our spotlight segment. This one goes to Michigan. This boy caught my eye. He's a boy in Michigan who recently was hiking with his family when he stepped into a creek and stumbled over something rocky that resembled a tooth. At first, he thought it belonged to a dinosaur. Oh, to be six years old again. But paleontologists later have found out that this is a massive molar from a mastodon. Julian Gagnon, age six, discovered the tooth while he was on a hike at Dinosaur Hill Nature Preserve in Rochester Hill, Michigan. Julian told reporters, I just felt something in my foot and I grabbed it up. A Google search at home hinted that the tooth likely wasn't a dinosaur's or dragon's tooth, as the six-year-old had already guessed. Rather, the tooth's size and shape resembled those of a mastodon tooth, and an analyst by the University of Michigan's Museum of Paleontology, scientists later confirmed that that was the case. Here's some quick history for everyone. According to the San Diego Natural History Museum, I know I'm still sitting here going, the kid, he stepped on a tooth. That is crazy. 
Mastodons are ancient relatives of modern elephants. They first appeared about 27 million to 30 million years ago, and they went extinct about 10,000 years ago. They lived in forests around the world, primarily in North and Central America, and grew to be about 8 to 10 feet tall and weighed as much as 6 tons. The crown of the molar that Julian found was about the size of an adult human's fist. Yeah, no wonder he thought it was a rock. That's quite the size there. Topping the crown were tall bumps that differentiate a mastodon tooth from those of mammoths, another species of now extinct Ice Age elephants that were a relative and lived alongside the mastodons. According to his mom, Mary Gagnon, six-year-old Julian decided that this discovery was his first in his career as a paleontologist and that the hopeful young scientist also wondered if he would receive a million dollars or become the president because of his find. Absolutely, I see where he's coming from. But he settled for a behind-the-scenes tour of the University of Michigan's Ann Arbor Research Museum Center and a meeting with the museum paleontologists. Now, you know what? This was a great story, and congrats on that find, Julian. I want to challenge all of you on your next adventure. If you hear of something spotlight-worthy, be sure to send us those pics, the information, and tag at The Ben Show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout-out or even as a guest on this show. Sit back and enjoy the news. First, we head to England. A UK angler logged an extraordinary catch, a giant skate from a pier. Gary Muzan caught the estimated 121-pound common skate, a.k.a. the blue skate, from the Halston Pier. He had been hoping to catch a large skate for months, and with the help of two friends, they were able to get the fish onto the pier where it could be measured for an estimated weight before it was tossed back. It's considered an extremely rare catch from a pier, as they've almost been wiped out by bottom trolling. Thus, common skates are considered one of UK's most endangered species. Now heading back over the pond a little closer to home, we head to Canada, British Columbia. Jason Wren of Richmond caught one heck of a crappie. While fishing on a private lake in Vancouver metro area, Wren reeled in a 17-inch black crappie. The fish is a potential record for the providence of British Columbia, easily topping the current record, which is a 15-inch length. Wren has submitted his catch to the record fish of Canada, but has yet to be verified. Perhaps most surprisingly, though, Wren didn't even realize he'd caught a potential record fish until after he left the lake with a mess of them. Wren said, I landed a bunch of fish and I initially was thinking how to use lemon juice, pepper, and salt to turn them into a delicious meal on my way home. It wasn't until I opened the cooler and found this monster-sized fish, I asked my fishing buddies to take a look and they were all surprised by the size. Black crappie, by the way, they are sunfish for those that don't know, and they are found in waters throughout North America. They're known to be fine table fare and have soft, mild-tasting flesh. According to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the average black crappie is only 10 inches long, which, wow, Renz, he's got one slab that nearly doubles it. Congratulations. Now heading south and back in the United States, Yellowstone National Park. A couple of tourists were forced to hit the ground running in Yellowstone National Park after a galloping herd of wild bison started coming toward them. And the whole thing has been caught on video, everyone. The tourists were walking across a bridge when suddenly a large plume of dust started rising and the large animals appeared in the road. That's when they started running before finally seeking cover on the side of the bridge. According to the National Park Service, there are thousands of wild bison in Yellowstone, the largest bison population 
Commission on Public Land. And in fact, the park says Yellowstone is the only place in the United States where bison have lived continuously since prehistoric times. Here's just a little bit more about the animals. Male bison can weigh up to 2,000 pounds, while female bison can weigh up to 1,000 pounds. Bison primarily eat grasses and sedges, but can be aggressive and can run up to 30 miles per hour. The National Park Service warns visitors to never feed or approach wildlife as they can be wild and unpredictable, no matter how calm they appear to be. Generally, people should remain at least 25 yards away from bison. One more thing to note, when it comes to people being injured, bison are responsible for more incidences in Yellowstone than any other animal. Yellowstone National Park, for those that don't know, spans parts of Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho, and remains as one of the most popular national parks in the United States. Look at you, Tigger. You are right on par with the sound effects for this season already. Love it. All right, everyone, stick with us. Right after the break, Tigger's coming back, and him and I are going to talk about relationships and the outdoors. Howdy, this is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. I want to simply say thank you, everyone, for ordering and supporting our family-owned business. If you haven't ordered any yet, give it a try. Mickey'sMustard.com, M-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Mustard.com. More than just a mustard, made in Texas and fat-free to boot. Mickey's Mustard. Thanks, y'all. Hey, thanks for calling in, Sean. Crew, it's really good. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience, having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies. Visit SchneiderTaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. Where the customer is always first at Schneider Taxidermy. Welcome back, everybody. Now, I have Tigger joining in on this because I need him to weigh in a little bit. But there's been some talk about how do we pick out who maybe our life partners might be going on those first dates. I'm raising my hand. Tigger's got his hand in the air. Before we get to that, can I, since this is your one-year anniversary, can I just play a few things for you to listen to? Just trust me. (laughs) Just, just, Just trust me. Just. Can I, can I do that? I, I'm running, the, I'm running the, the gadgets, so just sit back and Play just away. listen. Indemnified. Indemnified. Or indemnified. Indemnified. By, or indemnified. Indemnified. Or indemnified. Indemnified, not demned. So what's the word? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you So went. what's the you word? You saved that? I, there was a lot more <laughs> that I could save. I mean, the behind the scenes of what really happens. Oh. It's it's harder than than you think, isn't it? Of being able to 
to just come on and, and host a radio show. You know, it's they, a lot they harder. They talk about learning how to walk again. That's kind of how being on radio is, is learning how to Ab- talk again. Absolutely. Because sometimes, and I take this back to when, when I was a news anchor, I told you I had a hard time reading the teleprompter. I still struggle with yes, reading. Yes, you've made many of mm-hmm. comments about that reading to out me. loud. So maybe so, And you do the news so nice. It sounds so nice. Oh, so I just you. I like to tease you when. Okay, so the word is indemnified, right? I'm not going to try and say it right I'm now. I'm going to write this word right here. Oh, no. You have to say this word. Sorry, I hit the, <laughs> the thing. What Are you kidding me? What's that word? Just say it. Kiowa. You got it right. Did I? It is. It's Kiowa. Oh, my gosh. When, when we, remember when we were trying to do that story about Kiowa County in Oklahoma and you just He was referring to a story that is in that you, was on your show, yeah, Ranch It and Up. and you just and couldn't say Kiowa. It was so bad. It was so bad. That's all right. <laughs> so I don't have any more bloopers. That for I this know one, of. For that you know, for this one anyway. So, again, congratulations on one year. Oh, thank you. So what are we talking about here? With we're, we're, We got a dating show, or what's happening? I don't. Well, not understand. quite, but I couldn't help. This got my attention. A recent Twitter user went to social media with the thought and suggestion in regards dating and the outdoors. So here, let me... Uh, Read a little bit about what she said. Should I date this person? Her suggestion, go hiking and you'll have the answer. A walk in the mountains oh. will reveal more of who a person is than a meal in a restaurant. One of the things that makes dating tricky is that first impression can be misleading. I think we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just about mm-hmm. anyone can be reasonably polite and sociable over a fancy dinner or a cup of coffee. So often it's not until much later that the deal breaker level compatibility issues <laughs> rear those heads. Right. A recent Twitter issue. You are getting so many men in trouble right now. Do you realize <laughs> this? All of your, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of male <laughs> listeners right now, you are getting I know, they're going, we there. can smile, we can, oh, you know, do our God. hair, tuck our shirt in, look presentable for a meal. All right, well, this Twitter user went on to explain, when people get tired, their true natures start to show, and some of them will get openly irritable or been. leave their companion behind if they feel like they're not walking fast enough. On mountain trails, you can see whether or not someone is capable of controlling those negative emotions even if they're uncomfortable i thought that was a very well thought process way of looking at it absolutely they went on to share that the hike isn't just going to show your potential partner's personality to you was this first date i'm sorry was this first date or it was first first day day suggestion is to go on a hike on your first date you, I'm going to put out there, you might want to let your family and friends know, know where, where you're, you're going. There you go. <laughs> but, all right, so as we said, it will show your potential partner's personality to you, but also shows yours to them. So they'll also want to make sure you don't get crabby or whiny either during that hike if you want to leave a good impression. So, Tigger, what are your thoughts on this? I think that's a neat idea because we've, you and I have been on a lot of hikes and we've gone through all of those emotions, or at least I have. Well, and I Both look, of us have, and I, you frustrated. Know, or- I look at it as not just even somebody you're dating with. Even think about if you're going to go on an extended trip, say a once a lifetime trip with a good friend, or you want to share it with somebody else, you might want to test those waters before you book those tickets to Australia. What's the phrase that you use, (laughs) let you in my foxhole? Is that? What's the oh phrase? yes, I always tell you I'm not letting you in my foxhole. Okay, and I always <laughs> use you can you can sit by my fire. That's yes, that's kind of my yes. phrase. But to answer your question, I think a neat idea. 
of the hiking because I have I'm thinking about all of the different hikes that I've been frustrated and mm-hmm. one this was it was by myself but I remember I got very lost very very You've very told lost me about this and I ran out of water mm-hmm. and I got real I mean I knew where the trail was but I got lost and I got mixed around was very very frustrated so interesting if somebody would have been with me at that moment of what if they wouldn't have had water too now uh so I, I can see where uh, true colors start to come out. Yes. But is it actually fair, though? Because what if you're placed in a situation where this is so obscure that it doesn't matter if the two of you have been married for 15 years and you're best friends and you've never fought? <laughs> if something so obscure happens, is that is can you really base a judgment on that? Well, I guess I would have to think about it. You know, First off, you'd have to both let each other know that you're going on a hike. I think that would keep the playing field a little bit fair. So at least you're wearing the proper attire to go on a hike. Uh, the other side of it, though, I see what you're saying. Is it is it truly fair? But I do think this is an, an interesting. interesting you even look at you and I. Okay. One of our first, I guess you want to call it dates. I don't know. It was probably day two or three down the road. But we went on a hike ourselves. We went through the Flint Hills. That's right. That's right. I took you over to Manhattan. A yes. very cool place. Yes. And, you know, that wasn't exactly a short hike. It was now that was a, legit. A, it was a legit hike through different terrain. We had people that were either running past us with their packs and people that were a mile behind us mm-hmm. moving very slowly. But it was a great one for us to kind of gauge. Do we truly each like hiking to the extent that each other may or may not like hiking? Or in other words, what we've told the other person that, yeah, we love doing this mm-hmm. and we're so active in, in this and that. You and I were lucky where both of us are very avid hikers. We love it. And we went and went out and had fun. Now, I will throw out a scenario that I would not recommend doing on a first date. And that would be, say, getting a, in a canoe or like a watercraft <laughs> of some sort like that where you are paddling. That that I would not suggest. Can we open this up to your listeners and yes, have them great maybe idea. call in? Uh, both of you, get on the phone. Put it on speakerphone. Call in to, to your hotline. Give me that number one more time, dear. 305-900-2363. And it doesn't need to be maybe the first date, but maybe... Just some of the frustrations, maybe as couples, were were out together. Yes, I'm yes. not talking about backing up the trailer. Or what or are your thoughts on this? Do you have other ideas or suggestions for those wanting to, you know, vet out who they may date or go on a potential long trip with? It could be even just a good friend. Is there an outdoor dating site? Because if not, dear, I if need this to start one. This doesn't. This radio <laughs> business doesn't work out. I mean. I'm smelling all kinds of different (laughs) stuff going on. Okay, now you just made my day, and you know I'm dreaming about it. All right, everybody, stay where you are. We'll be right back. Looking for a guided turkey, (laughs) white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm-fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wablo, spelled a little bit differently, that's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, 
WobloCreekOutfitters.com or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. I don't mean to get in the middle of somebody's business. Actually, I do mean to get in the middle of somebody's business. You need to check your voicemail a little bit more often, dear, because listener Greg Clark left you a very, very, very special one. Take a listen. Hey, Beck, this is Greg Clark calling from southeastern Pennsylvania, wishing you a happy one-year anniversary of the Bend. Just want to congratulate you and Tigger on a fantastic job. I will admit, Beck, that I did not listen to the show at the very first episode because I found it much later. But what I can say is I became an avid listener after hearing my very first episode. And so I've gone back to listen to basically every show ever since and just have loved what you've done. I just want to wish you all the success for future years to come. And thank you so much for bringing the outdoors to so many in such a warm, wonderful, and inviting way. So congratulations on one year and wishing you many, many, many more to come. Way to go, Beck. Way to go. Greg, you've got me speechless. Wow. Thank you. Guess this whole rancher's daughter and professional at giving mom and uh, Tigger gray hair has found her new calling. Thanks again, Greg, for the kind words. You made my day. And those fans listening here on the radio, remember, catch previous episodes by heading to thebendshow.com or searching for The Bend by Rebecca Warner on podcasting apps like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Field updates from the Midwestern Plains and Badlands. First up, John Arman from Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Hey, back, John Arman calling with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures. Just for a little update, a lot has happened since we visited last time. My daughter Shelby came back, and she was a lucky one to have a North Dakota antelope tag. We had one day to get her done, and Shelby held it together and shot a nice buck. So super proud dad moment. A few days before that, I was lucky enough to fill my North Dakota archery tag. And the way things have been going with EHD just devastating our herds, I guess I was pretty lucky, and it seemed like we weren't hit too hard down in our area the day I shot mine. And a few days later, we started finding dead deer everywhere. So going to do a little recon and see what we have left for deer to see if it's even worth going out and hunting them. been devastating. It's part of nature. Mother Nature can be cruel, but we're going to... Keep going at it and see what happens. So hopefully all is well. You're in our thoughts and prayers and take care, girl, and we'll talk to you next time. John, thanks for that on EHD. Folks, I plan to sit down here soon with John and talk about how EHD is really affecting many states this hunting season. Now to Travis Teal from Buckstorm. He has been busy. The whitetails are hitting scrapes hard, crazy right now. There's scrapes popping up all over the place, so... If you're deer hunting right now, I would definitely be targeting scrape lines 100%. A couple deer I know of have been killed this week hunting scrapes. Starting to get good. They're starting to think about it. 
the rut's right on the verge of getting here. So it's a good time to be in the woods. And I just wanted to give everybody a little update. EHD hit real hard out here this year. A lot of dead whitetails across western South Dakota, which is terrible. Going to take years to recover from that, but up in the higher elevations never seems to have too much impact. There's still plenty of them. Good luck to everybody out there hunting. Go get them. See you next time. Thanks, Travis. To catch up with both of these guys, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, search Ultimate Outdoor Adventure TV for John Arman, and see the elk to mountain goats that Travis has been packing out. Search Buckstorm. If you have a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND, that is 305-900-2363, or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, follow at A with the Circle, The Bend Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around The Bend, producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. To our fan, Greg Clark, appreciate the kind words and to know that you're sticking with us. To our Bend field staffers, John Arman from Team UOA. You know, John, he was on my very first episode. It's still crazy to think that after a year has already passed by and I'm still here. Check your local listings for Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV and on YouTube. Thanks again to Travis Teal from Buckstorm on YouTube as well. If you have a field update from fishing to hiking or hunting, camping, Call the hotline, 305-900-BEND. We want to hear what you are seeing out there. Spotlight shout out. Congrats again to six-year-old Rockhound Julian on his prehistoric find. Lastly, you have someone we should spotlight. Send those pictures and stories to us. And in honor of our one-year anniversary, send photos to bendradioshow at gmail.com. Hunting, fishing, camping, again, hiking. If it happened in this last year, we want to see it. And we have a very cool prize package put together for everybody. Missed this episode? Find all of our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Schneider Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wobbleo Creek Outfitters, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners that came along. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. Mm-hmm.